0: Hey, friends, I'm Ashley Parker, and this is A Splash of Ash. In each episode, I share actionable lifestyle changes to nurture your mind, body, and soul in order to achieve a greater self worth. I'll be bringing you a drop of good vibes, a dash of confidence, and a sprinkle of inspiration. Change your everyday, change your life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of A Splash of Ash. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for being here and welcome. I appreciate all of my listeners and the support. So today is a very special episode, and I know I say that every time I have a guest on, but this one is a for real special episode. So I have my mom here with me. Lauren Parker. She is the light in our family, the balancer in our family. She is my encourager with A Splash of Ash. She is my manager for A Splash of Ash, and she is the glue to the Parkers. So
1: I am so happy you are here. Welcome, Mom. Oh, hey. It is so fun to be here. I'm pretty excited. Me and my page of notes. <laughs> yeah,
0: you should see her page of notes too. She is prepared, she is ready, and we have so many good things for you guys to take away from this podcast. So I'm excited to jump right into it. So let's just start at the very beginning. Mom, I asked you to be on my podcast. What happened? And in I your went, oh
1: my, what will I say? I'm just a mom. And then mm. I thought about it and I thought, you know what? That's my pride and joy is being a mom. And um, what does that mean? And what, what would I want to say about um, being a mom and being my And my job as a mom, I'm so proud and I am fortunate enough to not, I didn't have to work. I just got to nurture my kids and I thought, all right, so what am I going to say in this podcast? And I talked about, well, who am I? I thought about who am I? And that led me to making my own mission statement. Yes. A mission statement. So I Googled a mission statement and how to build one if you're a mom. And um, it literally said to list out 10 words that describe your roles, 10 words that describe you. And since I'm a mom, it describe it said, describe your home, what you you want your home to look like. And so for me, it was something it's, um, part of who I want to be and who I am now.
0: Yeah. So, so give us some of that, give us some of those examples for people who are listening to this and they're thinking about mission statement and how that applies to their own life. How do
1: you begin to form that? Like, what are some of your roles so, that you have? As, as a mom, I started with, you know, a chauffeur. I, this is going back to when you guys were littler. I, I wrote down a bunch of adjectives that described what I did. And it was a chauffeur and a cook. And then it was a, being a friend or a role model or a protector. Um, and then I got into words that kind of described who I wanted to be. And it was um, a nurturer and a listener. And so I literally came up with a list of fifteen different things, and I also described my home, what I wanted that to look like—a you know, fun place, a safe haven for people to come to, um, a loving and caring atmosphere—and started putting together sentences that described who um, who I wanted to be, my best self. And it was kind of fun. Yeah, and it was encouraging, and it's on my phone and as a reminder in my uh, daily reminders for every day, and it pops up and. I don't always look at it, but it's a great reminder of of focus for.
0: Yeah. So you you really considered who you were right when we were little. And then you went into who you are today as we are a little bit older. And for some of you who if this is your first time here listening to this podcast, I have three other siblings. So there's four of us. So when we were all little and now we're kind of grown up, so it's who are you now? Like, how has that evolved? Who you want to be, not only as a mom, but also as a person who has other qualities to offer. And you thought about things like, what are you passionate about? Like, what fires you up and, and where
1: do you want to go in your life now? And what are your goals and what's your legacy? What do you want people to say about you? What are you passionate about? So there are a lot of different angles I think you can take with it. Yes. just start and write down words that describe you.
0: Yeah. I I like that idea too. And I think it's really hard to, to encompass who you are, right? Like mission statement. It's like, that's a big project and intimidating as can be. Yes. Very intimidating. And I think that we often identify with our careers. So I am a lawyer, I am an accountant, I am a therapist I am an entrepreneur, whatever that is, that's typically what we go to first. But I think it's really important to even think beyond that and what we do every day, like who really is Ashley Parker, who really is Lauren Parker. And I think that it can start with I am statements. So I'm pretty sure I've talked about I am statements in previous podcasts, but in relation to mission statement, I am statements are a perfect way to get started. I am a mom. I am empathetic. I am a A nurturer. nurturer. I'm a balancer. And, and if you use that for yourself, you know, I am blank. That's a great start in, in kind of honing in on who you are and what your mission statement can look like. Can you read your mission statement Uh, for us?
1: Yeah. You know what? I'm so proud of it. Of course I can. You ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm starting out with my, uh, my horoscope. I am a Libra momager doing my best to nurture my family with unconditional love, encouragement, and positivity um, and to model gratitude and appreciation and to support by shining my light of love for my family to be their best selves. Mm.
0: Yeah, It's so good. And And what I just thought of when you were reading that, was how our mission statements can change over time. So what your mission statement might have been when we were two, three, and four, and five is probably different than what it looks like today. So I think it's important to have a mission statement for where you're at right now in this space Mm -hmm. and then evaluate it, right? Like 2020 is coming up in a month and a half or whatever, very quickly. And I think it's important to to review that and 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 hone in on where you're at in your life, who do you want to be, and and
1: continue to think about my it. My roles as a mom and a wife changed mm-hmm. over time. Not so much the wife part, but the as a mom, it was so different when you guys were little. It was a physical taking care of, not an emotional taken care of. And I think my mission statement now reflects a little bit more of that of the, the words, you know, nurture and positivity, and encouragement, the things that I want to be for you guys.
0: And I think. You, you mentioned that not so much as a wife it's changed, but I would argue that it has because I think as a couple, it's, you know, you're not, you're dynamic. You, you're both two individuals that are evolving and changing and growing in your own ways and you guys are still together. So I think that mission statement's, not even just as a mom raising kids, but also as a wife or a girlfriend or whatever you know your partnership looks like. I think that that changes over time too because as individuals, we're always changing.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, dad is the rock of our family and made um, raising you guys that much easier because I had a great partner mm-hmm. and he is the rock star of the family.
0: Shout out, dad. <laughs> I know yeah, you're listening. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think, um, you know, I married my high school sweetheart and I think that, uh, being best friends and dreaming together made, um, our partnership made bringing up you kids so much better because most of the time we were on the same page.
0: Yeah. I, I think before we get into the juiciness that we have for you, for you guys in, in relationships and partnerships, I, I want to go back for a second to what you said in your mission statement about. I am a Libra momager and I want to touch on momager because I, I think that as a mom, you and dad as a team did an, an amazing job bringing us up. I just tooted both of your own horns, but <laughs> how did you up. do it as a mom? Um,
1: n- number one thing is a great partnership. Yeah. Um, like I was saying before, I I think that Dad and I were a good team. I love to tell a story that we were, um, you know, marriage is a funny thing. You come from two different backgrounds. I was I was paper plates and barbecue beans, and dad was china and silver. And I think now we are a good combination of both of that. Uh, but to bring us together and somehow come up with and agree on in our marriage and, and having kids, you know, the, how to discipline our kids and our activities and, um, and our dreams and stuff. We're a lot aligned from the very beginning,
0: which I think is really important because when you're in a relationship, it's important to have those big conversations. Mm -hmm. And I think in society today, a lot of those big conversations are missed because we're in a relationship. We're so in love. Let's get married. And it's almost more superficial, if you will. But having those important conversations, like what does your style of discipline kind of look like? How many kids do you want to have? How many people get married now and, and aren't even on the same page with that? And I think that you guys got lucky, I guess, in a way where you guys were a lot aligned. You grew up in the same town and you had those similarities already working for you. But regardless, if you're already the same, it's important to bring
1: those up before you even enter into a marriage great stuff. And then it, all that, because we were so aligned, made it easier to come up with guidelines for you guys and boundaries for you guys mm-hmm. would be my biggest thing of, well, what did I do as a mom that worked for back then for when you were little? Uh, Can we get into it? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like what are
0: some of the things, well, uh, if, if we have moms listening to this, right, you are, you're out of that I mean, you're in a mom role, but you're you're in a different role than we were growing up. So can we get into like some of the guidelines and the things that you and dad did for us to help shape us in into who we are today? Wow, that's a big one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's the the guidelines and the boundaries and keeping family dinner at the same time Mm. and expectations high and strictness. You know, we were very strict with you guys. And I think um, listening to our own intuition, you're going to yes. have, you're going to have Jamie next door who is going to do this with her kids. And Mom I think shame. It's, <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important to stick to, you know, what you and your husband or your partner or whatever have decided for, for your family, what works for you guys. Mm.
0: I think that's huge. What's working and what works for your family. And there's a lot of judgment and noise coming from the outside into your household, but it's important to set that foundation with your family and with your teammate, most mm-hmm. importantly you and dad set that so you guys knew how you wanted to bring us up. Mm-hmm. And it's important to not let the outside craziness come into your home and and yeah. disrupt what you're laying
1: out for us. And mom knows best. I feel like mom sets the tone for home and mom um kind of can feel out the kids and the situation and and act accordingly
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, and step in when she needs to and 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 know your own kid
1: Mm -hmm. yeah it was great i think our job too you know is to um teach you guys discipline you asked how did we do it well we were so disciplined you know dad worked a ton and i had this is how we did it and discipline worked very very well we had very strong values And have very strong values, I would say. Yeah. And dad had all kinds of little things about how to teach you guys how to respect people and strong handshakes shakes and look people in the eye. And, you know, our job is to teach was to teach you guys Mm self-confidence.
0: So now that we are all grown up and it's you and dad in different roles, what does parenting
1: look like to you now? Let me just say that empty nesting is no fun. <laughs> if,
0: if anyone out there can relate to that, give me a DM when you are listening to this.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. No, uh, I'm very lucky because you guys all come around. So it's all good. I must have done. We've, we we must have done something right. Mm. Yeah. Um, so so what do things look like now? Things now look like friendship, I think, would be one of the the most fun things I get to do now as I get to be your guys' friend. And how do I do that? Um, I try to be present as best I can. Mm -hmm. And what that means to me is when Johnny and my son is showing me videos of power lifters, I put my phone down and I watch his damn power. (laughs) (laughs) Or when Ryan shows me funny TikToks, that I could care less about <laughs> Sorry, right. my humor is very different than his. Um, I sit and listen to his TikToks, or, you know, for you girls that might be sitting and watching a movie together, mm-hmm. or, um, I think it's important in a family. And I think we're pretty good at this too. It is, um, learning each other's love languages. And if you haven't read that book, yeah, that's a great one. The five love Lu- languages. Um,
0: If you don't know what the five love languages are, they are physical touch, quality time, acts of service, gift giving and words of affirmation. And this is a great tool to use to help communicate the way that you receive love. So physical touch I don't know. I'm not a physical touch kind of girl, but (laughs) maybe we'll go with mine is (laughs) mine is gift giving. So when I receive flowers, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my boyfriend loves me or oh, my gosh, my parents are proud of me and they love me. So it's it's how you receive love best. And literally, if you go on and Google the five love languages, there is Quizzes you can take, and there's things you can do for you and your partner or you and your sister, or you and your family to do together and it it helps make love and communication stronger and a lot and a lot more understood between one another.
1: definitely a whole nother podcast should oh, be yeah, yeah. done on love languages because it's so worthwhile, yeah, but that would be one of the biggest things I say that I do now is just um do the quality time with somebody or uh you know do the acts of service. I'm good at doing laundry when the kids come home. That means for me, it means I love you. I'm showing you that I love you. So, or buying gifts is a way that I show people. I love, I love them. So, um, good stuff there.
0: I I also want to say though, in relation to love languages, the way that you might receive love best might not be the same way that your husband or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your sister or brother receives love. So what you might, like I just said, gift giving to me is huge, is a huge deal. And because that's how I receive love. So I go out and buy my boyfriend a shave kit. I don't know. Thinking that that to him shows love and appreciation to him. That might not be that big of a deal. So finding out individually what your love language is, is really, really important. And I think it's an important distinction as well. Mm -hmm. Good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the other thing that I'm trying to do much better is to listen. And as a parent, I think dad and I are really good listeners to you guys. And as you've gotten older, to be a good listener, you have to have less judgment. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that's a really big one too.
0: By less judgment, what what do you mean? Because I think in families... We all, especially close-knit families, right? We are all up in each other's business all the time. And that's one of the things I love about the Parker family, but it's also one of the things that can get kind of annoying in a sense. So by, by listening, how do, how do we or how can we incorporate no, a no-judgment policy within us just so our listeners can also bring in no-judgment into their house or their family or their relationships?
1: When you guys were little, I brought you guys up to all be the same. And then at some point in time, I realized y'all have different personalities and different ways ways of doing things and different opinions about things. And I think um, that I I think we need to love you just as you are, Mm. you know, and 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 I love you for who you are and not what you do was always a big thing, too.
0: Dad loves that quote. I love you for who you are, not what you do like let that sink in (laughs) and
1: and you all are going to make mistakes Mm. and we want to be there to you know love you anyway and support you and i I think our job now as parents is to dad always says Mm -hmm. um refers to you guys we're all on a highway together and you guys are on the road and we're trying to keep you between the lanes so that you don't hit the the big concrete borders are on the side of the highway you know, and, and how do we do that? We do that by being present and listening and no judgment and unconditional love. Yes.
0: The other thing that came to me when we were talking about this is the other night. So I'm in Naples with my fam. That's how we're doing this podcast. So this has been really fun. It's me, mom and dad, and I've had a rock star week, but I was sitting on the couch and my dad said something about being in, being in the coach stage, so I'll give context. My brother, I said Ryan would be a great, you know, real estate guy. We were watching what is it, selling sunsets? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I said Ryan would be great at this. And my dad said something like, "Oh, I, I've I've loved that, you know, that space or whatever." And we were it, like, "Do something, go ahead."
1: And I said, "John, you should open up a real estate company and do that with Ryan. Like, how great would that be to?" um, you know, kind of coach him along and his words were, yeah,
0: he said, I am, I'm not so much in the do it phase right now. I'm more in the coaching phase. So that applies to what we were just talking about. You're coaching us. You're keeping us in bounds. We don't want to go too far, right? We don't go too far left. We don't want to crash. We just want to stay right in those lines. To help guide us to being our best selves, to doing the things that we want to do individually, not what mom and dad thinks. They're just coaching. They're keeping us in bounds.
1: It, it's so fun to see all four of you guys do your own thing and become your own people. Um, we're so proud. Yeah.
0: Oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So, so I, I want to, I want to switch gears a little bit here, and I want to. Touch on the relationship and marriage aspect. We we touched on having a good teammate and a good partner, right? But you've been married how how long? Uh, Thirty eight years, I think. Thirty eight years. Mm-hmm. So, oh,
1: how about the other night we we looked for our, our yeah. wedding pictures? Oh, great. Yeah, <laughs> we looked
0: through um we looked through her wedding pictures uh, with my dad, and it was really fun to see. Mm-hmm. But but so I want to touch on the relationship factor because some of the listeners here might be engaged or getting engaged or thinking about marriage and and we want some of your advice that's what we want that's what i want so
1: marriage so 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 marriage so um i i i found a great saying and and i would love to share it if i can yes about being married all right you're it's most people get married believing a myth that marriage is a beautiful box full of things that they have longed for companionship intimacy, friendship, etc. The truth is that marriage at the start is an empty box. You must put something in it before you can take anything out. There is no love in marriage. Marriage is in people, and people put love in marriage. There is no romance in marriage. You have to infuse romance into your marriage. A couple must learn the art of love and form the habit of giving, loving, serving, praising, keeping the box full. If you take out more than you put in, the box will be empty. And I think that's just such a great thing. We think marriage is this wonderful, beautiful thing. And you know what? It's freaking hard work and it's, um, and it's a commitment. And, um, and when it's good, it's really good. And when it's not so good, it's, it's hard, but it's, it's a choice. It's a commitment. It's love is a choice. So, um, I think it kind of goes with the emotional bank account thing too. You have to make deposits into your marriage and into your relationship to be able to get anything back out of it.
0: Yeah. So read. So read this last line again. Give
1: them context to to the emotional bank account. If you take out more than you put in, the box will be empty. And what a simple concept! It's you know an emotional bank account. Even with your kids, yeah. you know you have to do that too. You have to invest, um, you know, in them and in their world. And um, if you want to get something back out, you know, I think one of the, a great saying too is if you want to change your relationship, you have to change yourself first. You know, it's oh well, she didn't call. Then I talk about things like that, like yeah. oh well, Ashley hasn't called me. Well, did you call her? Mm-hmm. You know, what what are you putting into the relationship? And what's the one thing that you can change that might change the relationship that you have with your anybody, your sibling, your kids, your parents? You know.
0: So when I think of relationships, they're people always say you know it's a two way street. They're transactional. So what I love about that quote. That you just read is thinking of marriage as that empty box, or really any relationship that you're getting into as an empty box. We we create the things that are inside that box. Marriage isn't just like handed over to you, right? It's work. It's it's
1: yeah. Go ahead. Well, I just I go back to love as a choice too. Mm. I think that's so powerful. That's from the road less traveled book. Should read it. Podcast book. I don't think (laughs) I don't think I've read that. (laughs) No, it's it's. Um, love is a choice. Love is a decision to nurture one own, one's own soul and another's soul. Mm. And what a beautiful thing. And mm. I think dad and I are a great testament to it because yeah. we've come a long way. You know what I mean? And um, we talked about too, this isn't the third version of ourselves. This is like the 10th version of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're only getting better. And, you know, dad says, Would you go back to when the kids are little? I'm like, You know what? We are in such a great place right now um being the 10th version of ourselves is a good spot
0: <laughs> yeah so how i mean helping each other grow and and grow together as a team is
1: is the key to that right well i, well, I think you have to give each other the space to grow and the space mm. to change because we're not the same as we were when we were 16 when i first met him and we started dating you know we're very different now and i think over the years we have allowed each other to grow and change and You know, now we do things like you say less or you stay in your lane. Um, You just learn to communicate so much better. We have learned to communicate so much better than we ever did.
0: So what I heard you say is to allow your partner or your friend or your sister the time and the space to grow. Growing doesn't always look like a straight line. (laughs) Right, growing on uh, to, to someone else, what what someone else is going through, and they're trying to grow and figure it out, looks like a crazy line that's just scribbled all over mm-hmm. the place.
1: Best example of that is is a twenty one year old college kid, Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you and Amanda at twenty seven and twenty five, um, look at him and go, Oh, you know, he's twenty one. Let him let him figure it out. Let him grow. Let him change. Yeah. You know, you try out different personalities when you're in college or whatever it is. And, and, and yeah, I think it's important to just be there.
0: Just be there and, 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 and let them figure out yeah, their yeah. stuff on their own. Again, people. it's that
1: highway thing, you know?
0: Yeah. Stay in your <laughs> lane. Also stay in your lane while they're doing it. <laughs> um, So I think that we have touched on so many amazing topics in this podcast. And I hope that you guys have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have But I want to end on two questions that I have prepared for you. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do for self-care? I talk about self-care a lot. I've talked about it a lot in other podcasts, on my Instagram. If you don't follow me, give me a follow. It's at a underscore splash of ash. Go check me out. So what do you do for self-care?
1: Self-care for me looks like um, a bath with Epsom salts. Um, self-care looks like the gym Mm
0: -hmm.
1: or going on a run, uh, self-care for me looks like spending time alone. (laughs) I love my alone time. I love to be around my family and my kids around people. I'm so social that way, but I also, um, like my alone time.
0: Yeah. I think figuring out what energizes you, what relaxes you and zends you out so you can collect yourself is important to know it's important to have that knowledge about yourself otherwise we're go 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 we're doing 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 and we're never just reflecting and being with ourselves being present with ourselves also giving another if we're talking about relationships if we're giving another uh, someone else space to grow and allow them to grow that also comes with allowing that person to indulge in their self-care so having open conversations between friends, and partners as to what your own self-care is, is important to know. Because, I mean, sometimes my boyfriend, Austin, will just be like, I need to be by myself. And I'm like, really? You don't want to hang out with me? And he's like, I need to be alone. So it's important to give that person that opportunity to indulge in their self-care.
1: Well, it energizes you. I think we have to protect our own energy, you know, especially um, being in a family of six people or being a mom to four kids and, and a husband. There's a lot of energy there. And if I don't take time for myself by doing the things, you know, a couple of things that I want to do, and that looked different years ago too. But if I don't um, take care of myself and protect my own energy, I am so unbalanced and moms hold the space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Moms hold the moms space for fans. Set the tone and yeah. set the energy. and
0: So protect your peace, protect your energy, and find what your version of self-care looks like. Okay. Last question. And then we are done with this podcast. You made it through. Well, almost we have one more question. What is your word for 2020 or what has been your word
1: for 2020? That is such an easy question, Ash. Um, gratitude by far and away. I, um, love gratitude and appreciation and I wake up every morning before I even look at my phone and I do three things that I am grateful for in the morning. And a lot of times it's the same things over and over again, but, um, it sets myself up for a great day. So gratitude is my word.
0: Yeah. And 2020 hasn't been the year that we wanted it to be. There's been a lot of bumps, a lot of hectic and craziness and things that we cannot control. So having gratitude for the things that might seem little like your crystal or your candle or your coffee or your run will become much bigger than the other things in the world that we can't control that are going absolutely wrong. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yeah. daily habits, daily Uh, habits
1: started off with gratitude, started off with gratitude.
0: (laughs) That is where we are going to end this podcast. I love it. Yeah. So thank you so much for being here. Oh, this thanks was, for having me. This yeah. was fun. I put you through a little bit. You were nervous. <laughs> like we, we did great. I hope that you guys love this podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast rate and leave a comment and review this podcast. That would mean the world to me. Also share this with your friends and your family people who you think might benefit from the positivity because we are spreading it around in a time that needs it so dang much. So thank you so much for tuning in and I will talk to you guys next week.